Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So I'm here with Liam Baker Bradley. Uh, Baker, how's it going with you? Ah, uh, grand, uh, Connor. As I said, I'm struggling along, trying to trying to get through these dark evenings. Nothing to do. So, having we're all we're all under lockdown at the moment. So we're. Right, hopefully things will be opening up again this this weekend now. <laughs> you know, if everything goes according to plan, anyway, we'll have to see what happens there. Um, look, thanks very much for doing this with me. And I suppose, like I was saying to you before when we were arranging it, would be just um, I was chatting to you know Paddy Cunningham, who was obviously you were you managed whenever you're in in charge of the county as well. And we were talking about 2009 and that. So I was just so it was just good to you know kind of go through 2009, the year that was, and of course it was your first year in charge of the county team. Um, you you mentioned I saw a quote that you mentioned that you went for the job because you saw a lot of potential in Antrim at that t- you know whenever you went for it there in the late 20 uh, 2008. Um, what was it you saw about Antrim that attracted you to the role? Well, you know, at that time I was living in Kiraisa, I was, which was just on the on the border between uh, and uh, the the band bridge there between Kiraisa and Rasharkin, and I would actually I went to a lot of Antrim, uh, you know, club games, you know, and uh, I knew I knew the potential was there. So that would, at that time as well, the the uh, party, my son was playing uh, Sigerson, so he was. It just it, well, it just finished Sigerson, so he had and I always kept a, a close interest in it. So I did, you know, always went to Jordanstown games and Queens games, and uh, those teams always seemed to be full of <laughs> maybe least at least maybe five six Antrim guys to the were. And when the opportunity actually arose, the system itself, you know, this wouldn't be a, when this wouldn't be a bad idea if I, if I put my name forward for this job because I certainly seen plenty of potential, you know. And at that time, as opposed to two strongest clubs in the county, where uh, 
Carrigan and some goals, and they were neck and neck every year for the championship. I think some goals had won 10 in a row or something, so they had. Carrigan yeah. just couldn't turn them over. But when you looked at those two squads and I looked at the guys that, like a James Lochery, Paddy Cunningham, Connor Murray, Niall McKeever, you know, guys they got there, I, I, I thought, you know, these guys were a bit of, a bit of proper coaching and, uh, you know, and a, a proper leadership. They, they mightn't be that far away, you know. Yeah, and I suppose straight into your first season, the, like the league campaign was positive. See the promotion, the, the league, the league was kind of seemed to be a big target of yours. I suppose was that just more to set the tone then come championship time? Well, I remember, <laughs> I remember that the, uh, I was interviewed for the job in uh, Leymore House in Balamina. So I was and uh, mm-hmm. George Byrne and uh, was part of the interviewing committee, Michael McCann with the players representative. And I forget now who else, I think there was a fella from the hall uh, on the interviewing committee as well. But I remember when John McSparren phoned me the next day to tell me that I've got the job, he says to me, will you do me a favour? He says, will you get us out of Division 4? And uh, <laughs> I, says, I thought, you know, I says, John, I'll do my best. But, you know, watching, been involved, watching county football around the rest of Ireland and that, you know, and I looked at some of the teams in Division 4, I didn't think it was much of a goal, to be quite honest. You mm-hmm. know, and, and so it proved to be. Granted, <laughs> granted, in our very first game, I remember our very first game we were playing in the league. We were playing uh, Wicklow and Caseman Park, so we were, mm-hmm. and Michael, manager of Wicklow at the time, so he was, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, an injury time free from Michael McCann to get us a draw that day. But uh, we, we after that we just went from strength to strength. You know, we we never we never looked like lost in the game, so we didn't. Except we gave away two bad goals against Leitrim in the last. Uh, with five minutes to go, we were one easy against Leitrim down in Leitrim, and uh, we give away we give away two bad goals, but we still done enough. We hung on and got a draw to that game, and that was only two points we dropped on that league campaign. Said was we won the rest of the matches fairly easily, so we did. And uh, the, the big game, the big game was was Sligo at home. Yeah, I thought uh, Sligo would have been the, Sligo would would have been the team to beat. Uh, you no, know, if we were going to probably. Top and we did we actually did we, we we beat Sligo by a couple of points that night so that was a, a, a great effort that was from from all the lads, but uh, you know, and I thought to myself you know <laughs> when, when when we did get I know we beat Waterford in our last game well probably I think uh, the scoring averages or something they got there we were plus thirty five scoring averages and we we're always we we're going to top the group anyway so we were but uh, I think we beat uh, Waterford down in Waterford be. 20 points, 21 points, or something uh, we got there. Well, no, the things were really doing well for us over at that time, you know. Yeah, and there was that competitiveness with Sligo. I think you just get consecutive promotions with along with Sligo. Does Sligo go up again as well to Division 2 uh, along with you? Sligo, both, both us and Sligo went up that year, so we did, and both of us went up the following year. The only, uh, the only thing about it was in both league finals, Sligo actually beat us in both league uh, finals. Won. One was down in Longford, so it was, and the other was in in, uh, in Crow Park. The only time uh-huh. we ever were in Crow Park, that's and and all my time with the with the county. Yeah, no, and then I suppose then off the you know positive league campaign, get still in the promotion is then the the, the quarter final against Donegal is a famous game in two thousand nine, uh, one ten to twelve point uh, victory and. Tomas McCann goal too. Um, what were the preparations like going in that game? Was were people confident in the squad? Like you know, in Donegal hot favourites. 
Well, believe it or not, uh, we knew what we were playing uh, when we knew what we were playing Sligo in the final of the uh, Division Four final down in Longford. I I got a bumper that John Joe Doherty, the mattress TG four TG Cahar does those games. I don't they always do all the league finals. It was a Saturday evening, and I knew that John Joe Doherty, who was manager of Donegal, was uh, was going to be the he was with a pundit on on, on TG Cahar that evening. And myself and Niall and Niall Conway and Paddy McNeil just would go out and we wouldn't really implement any sort of a game plan because we didn't want to be we didn't want to be showing any uh, we didn't want to be giving John Joe any tips and what we were going to set up. So look, uh, and even at that we probably should have beat Sligo that evening. But uh, uh, by the big uh, Sean Sean Burke at St Alsey did uh, rather yeah. harshly we thought and. Uh, and they end up, I think we were maybe a bit, maybe five or six points. But at the end of the day, we didn't really matter because our with with uh, our objective was to get out of Division Four, and we'd already done that, you know. Yeah, and I suppose then, I mean, it paid off. If <laughs> anything, that there, you know, the Sligo game going into the Donegal game, it, you know, one and that, it did pay off in the end, going there. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt, it did pay off because I think uh, uh, that Donegal showed us. Uh, uh, very little respect, so they did. You know, the day were hot, hot favourites. But we'd got a couple of great challenge matches in between times. I remember I was going to uh, to Cavan to play the opening of a pitch that we did down in Cavan one Saturday evening, and that was when the, was the first time that we were able to play Sean Burke and Michael McCann in the full in the full forward line together. Mm-hmm. That there was weeks before we played Donegal, and then uh, the week after that we played Leash and Dublin. So we did down on Swords and a friendly two weeks before we played Donegal and we won that game as well. So when you I knew we were we were we were uh, we weren't that far away. It would have been there thereabouts from causing upset that we did do, you know. Yeah, but there, there did, even just throughout the whole year there just seemed to be a bit of confidence and you know that they did sort of have a confidence like we'll get talking about the Cavan game shortly, but even in that there, like it, it just seemed like I don't know, like you'd you'd boys like say like Mike McCann, you mentioned, you know, Paddy Cunningham, you know, like these these fellas who are just, you know, when they're on top of their game are as good as anybody. Yeah, oh, but without a doubt. at that you know, by, uh, at that at that particular season, you know, we had a full back line of, of, of Colin Brady, who in my and my view at that time was probably one of the best man markers in the country. So he was mm, yeah. Andy McCann. Andy McLean at full back. So you had, and, and don't forget that these guys went on that same year to, to or sorry, the following spring to one in All Ireland for their clubs. Yeah. Uh, and you get a half back line of Tony Scullion, Justy Cruiser, and James Laurie. Like that, that's yeah. probably next to Tyrone, that was probably as good a half back line as an Ulster at that time, you know. So it was like probably James Laurie to me was the most underrated player that I've, I've ever worked with. So he was, you know, the effort and the amount of effort that, uh, that, that he put on to improve his game you know he was he was just brilliant that, that year for me so he was hey, he's, he's just sort of a perfect wing back really wasn't he and like obviously Tony Scullion on the other side too yeah that's, that's what I'm saying you know, with, with a super half back line so we had and uh, but not not only not only was James Lawry a great defender Justy a great defender but but both of them you know were just complete record there b- b- before I was talking to you like and, and, and our championship games like Justy get a couple of points Lawry get a couple of points you know that year so they were they were always able to uh, attack as well so they were uh, with with the system that we played and it suited it suited and Justy and 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 the scud down to a, to a tee the system that we played you know. 
Aye, and then of course um, getting ahead of ourselves, but obviously Tony Scullion got the got a goal as well on Tullamore the, <laughs> later in that year. So there was kind of scores from all over the half back line. Oh, exactly. You know, it was it was a powerful it was a powerful half. It was a powerful half back line. Shad was, and and maybe you know I, I thought that we were very very unlucky that year. I thought that, that James Lockley probably should have been nominated for an All Star and wasn't. You mm-hmm. know, Michael McCann was, but I, I thought that James Lockley should have been nominated for an All Star as well. But look. The powers that be that are right. uh, better, you know. All right. And then just bring it back to the, the Donegal game when it was playing out at half time. What was sort of what was sort of your feelings with it? And obviously, um, you know, the the first half, like there wasn't much really there wasn't really much in it and that there. What was what were the thoughts then? Oh well we you know, we were very confident going into that uh going into that Donegal game. You know, a lot of ones were maybe a lot of Antrim people were hoping we're hoping that we had won that game, but to be quite honest, we were expecting to win that game. So we were, uh, you know, the training up before that game, maybe uh, months to six weeks, the boys had trained really, really hard, and and now the front pitch at Craig and so they did, and uh, mm-hmm. we'd left no stone unturned and, and preparation. Uh, we had our we got our matchups right. Uh, you know, Colin Brady was Mark and Michael Murphy did me, and I think Murphy maybe scored one point or something. And you know, uh, people will say that I got a lot of chances, but it was a lot of it was, it was down to good defending. You know, with the Rebecca shoot, we were getting a hand on them, we were touching them, we were putting them off balance and stuff like that there, without without giving away too many frees. So uh, we. we as I said, we, we we expected to win that game, and you know, at half time we were sitting, we were happy enough with the way we were playing. The, the only problem was that we, our probably our dominance wasn't reflected in the score on the scoreboard. That wasn't, but mm. I knew when we scored the goal halfway through the second half that that, that, that we were going to go on and one upside because I just couldn't see us getting beat. So I did. Yeah, and then actually you mentioned about the dominance there. The the semi final against Calvin, now it was a three point victory, but Vinahin was probably more comfortable in that game than than that scoreline shows. Oh, right. you know, I, I said in one of the papers at that time, it was the three-point drubbing side was, you know, <laughs> from start to finish, we, we completely, from start to finish, we completely dominated that game, so we did, you know, uh, uh, Calvin scored a goal later on, so that just to yeah. probably a, a better reflection on the scoreboard, but from 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 the uh, from the throw on right through to maybe five minutes to go, Calvin did not, didn't cause us any problems at all, they just couldn't come to terms with the, the system that we were playing, like, Terry was a, was uh, number ten this back, but he he was played as a sweeper, see that, and uh, they, they they just couldn't break us down at all. And as we talked about earlier on, Lochery and and Justy and and uh, and Tony Scullion and even Kevin Boyle, you know, bombing forward, they, they they couldn't cope with us at all. So they couldn't. You no, know. I remember I remember just one instance from that game. Leading up to that game, we were doing a shooting a shooting drill and and Craigan, maybe the Thursday night, and we were. Going, we were working on a draws, going for goals, and I remember Tomas. You know, Tomas is a nice lad. See, so he was, you know, he's a probably a, sort of a, a times. You know, he, he would have got my nerves. He was with messing about. <laughs> and I remember, I remember giving him, and I remember giving him a bollock on, on, on the Thursday night uh, where he was going for goals. He was trying to lob the keeper and stuff like that there. And, and, <laughs> Michael put him through with a great ball, see that completely turned out two or three defenders and Tomas was in the one to one with the keeper and lo and behold he shot it straight at the keeper. So that, that is one of that is one of the one of the memories that I have of that game that I can still see him yet, you know. That, <laughs> 
Picked up the word at me, give me a wee grand say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it all worked out in the end anyway after that there. Um when when Kevin came when Kevin like, you know, did sort of come back at you is now, you know, you were comfortable in that, but who would you say were the leaders for you that day, you know, that kind of stood up to, you know, not give Kevin a chance? Ah, we had leaders all over the pitch at that time, so we had, you know, from from Andy McLean, Collie Brady, Collie Brady. Uh, whenever uh, I'll go back to him again, we we needed if somebody marked that was Colin Brady with the man to do it. Uh, you know that in the first game he marked Michael Murphy, the second game he marked Johnny Johnson. Like these were marquee forwards, yeah. and 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 Stephen O'Neill and and the, and the Ulster final. That, that was the caliber of the player that, that Brady was marking. You know, and none of them. I don't I don't think any of them. I think maybe Murphy got a point from play. Uh, I don't think Shawnee Johnson got anything from play at all. I think Stephen O'Neill got one point from play during that campaign. So he did that uh, that Ulster Championship that year. Uh, to, you know, to be fair, uh, probably every every player stood up that evening. So they did. I couldn't see. Yeah. I couldn't see anybody had a bad game. You know, from from our goalkeeper right through to to the, to the corner forward. I would say. I would say. You know, everybody played really well, and, and a couple of guys that come on that evening as well. You know. Yeah, and then the final then against Tyrone, um, one eighteen to fifteen points. It's the reigning All Ireland champions. What? So after the semi final win, what was that lead in like? You know, with this with the squad and how preparations went for the Ulster final. You know, it's the first <laughs> first one since I think nineteen seventy. I think it was for Antrim. Well, it was. Look, you know, we're not going to say that it wasn't. It was forty nine years. You know, forty nine. Samantha had been in the final of a, a, an, Ulster, an Ulster final, you know, which is a long time, a few genera- generations there, you know, and uh, of course there was the hype there was, and as usual, as usual, you, know, you, you get a few few guys joined the bandwagon, so that, you know, there was, there was a, lot, a lot of people wanted to get talking to players, wanted to get talking to myself, uh, wanted to get talking, you know, just all things Antrim football. Uh, but to be fair, now after uh, we we enjoyed ourselves th- th- that week after after uh, we beat Gavin, we enjoyed our, we enjoyed ourselves for a couple of days. But then we knuckled down and and uh, worked, you know, wor- worked worked hard for that for that that final against Tyrone. Uh, you know, and going up to that final too, you know, probably probably a. Uh, 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 did get to some of the players on the day said that you know at, at the end of the day the average age of that team was 22 so that was mm. there was very 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 little experience in that team so there was you know you know you talk, see the like of Niall McKeever and Sean Burke and guys that got there those guys those guys and Tomas McCann you know the, 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 those fellas were I think maybe in their fresher year in Belfast you know at, at, at university so they were you know so it was a very very young squad so that was but uh and probably probably named up that uh, that that led to, that led to maybe you know to own business on that day you know six points uh, many people at the start of the year would have said if Tyrone was going to beat Antrim in an Ulster final the six points you'd have been you'd have been laughed at she would but you know we were we were very 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 disappointed and that that uh, probably we we missed a few chances as well you know but. And people will say, oh, the, the game was over at half time, but it really wasn't over at half time because we started really well uh, against Toronto. I, I think we went 2 0 up. We got the first couple of scores, so we did, but uh, give away a bad goal. And uh, probably, uh, well, we just have to look at ourselves and say, you know, and, and myself included, 
you know, the experience and the experience of an Ulster final, uh, a crowd of over thirty thousand, you know, and, and maybe maybe got to the team that day a wee bit sad. Yeah, and like I, I, I was there watching it, and the the atmosphere was just incredible, and just even seeing all the you know saffron flags and all that like Ulster final like that, it would have been just I'm sure for the players and that there, it would have been a like even it couldn't I suppose you couldn't overstate how how big of an occasion it was for some of these fellas who had not only this obviously playing in it for the first time, but have probably never even seen Antrim in an Ulster final. You know, with the age obviously uh, since the last final. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know? nineteen seventy. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the last big day for Anton was probably the Harlem, the All Ireland Horn final in eighty nine. Said was and uh, but look, it was it was brilliant to be there. Said so was uh, just unfortunately on the day we just weren't good enough, so we weren't. And uh, but we learned from it. We certainly learned from it, so we did. And and uh, uh, while we give a good of our, a good account of ourselves, you know, I still felt I felt that we we we, we probably could have run through only a bit closer that day, so we could have. Yeah, Paddy Cullinan obviously had a great game. You know, we finished with eleven points, and he really, you know, he really showed his class at that level. And I was chatting to him on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, and he was mentioning about you ringing him to ask him to be captain. So, what was it? Why did you go for him as captain? What was it you saw there? Because I don't think he had been captain before that there prior to then. Well, that. You know, at that time, it was as a city and uh, earlier on in an interview here that uh, uh, some goals and, and Cargan were the two main were the two main uh, clubs. You know, were neck and neck for the Anthem football championship every year, and I just felt that I just felt that you know, somebody different, somebody different than one of the big two would be would be an idea. You know, that's what, that's what we'd go for as captain. And when I looked at the rest of the squad. Uh, I felt, I felt, you know, Paddy has was was playing Sigerson at that time. It experienced playing Sigerson Cup, so it was a no-brainer for me. Said was, you know, and his attitude from from the first time that I was talking to him, the first time I ever met him, to I picked him as captain. His attitude was a one. Said was, and to me, he was just a born leader. So he was. Yeah, well, and I suppose they, you know, we talked about the Ulster final there, and yeah, they're, you know, the. Tyrone were reigning all Ireland champions, and you have that massive occasion. And you know, we obviously it's you know the players have to soak that in, and you have a week a week turnaround, isn't that right? Until the qualifier against Kerry. Well, yeah, you know, before we were home, before we were home that evening, or well, I had just given I I wasn't even on the house. I wasn't on my phone. Went to say that we'd got Kerry because the time we got out of Clonus and that it was it was. Probably you know, out of the team hotel, and that, that was later on. Said was, at probably at that time, you know, we'd have preferred maybe an easier draw just to ease it back to ease us back into the competition again. But you're, if you were looking for, <laughs> if you were looking for for uh, a pack me up after getting beat by your own, then there's only one. There only was uh, Gary was certainly upset. Was uh, a massive, massive, massive draw for for us at that time. Said was, and. To be fair to the lads, you know, it would have been easy. It would have, we, we we told them after that final against their own, you know, lads, we don't know who were in the changing rooms after the game. We told them, lads, lad, you don't know who you could be playing here, but we'll definitely be playing a qualifier game probably next Saturday or next Sunday. And there's two things you can do here. You can go out tonight and you can drink your head off or you can uh, be ready to prepare for a, a, a qualifier game on the Tuesday night. And all the lads choose to choose the second one, so that 
Yeah, uh, probably one of the best training sessions we ever had was was the, the Tuesday night after that defeat picture of own side was. Yeah, and and how did you how did you just, um approach then the Kerry you know, preparing for the Kerry game and obviously they had their own issues earlier that year too and um there was there was a whole thing around Tomas O'Shea and uh, Gooch and all that there too. How did you just approach it and in, in terms of your matchups and and things like that? What were you just looking at? Well, look, that's you know, Kerry was on that year. They won all uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. People, a lot of people forget that, you know. Uh, like Kerry were a mighty outfit to the where, you know, the, the year before they'd lost to Tyrone and all their finals they had. Like the, the few you mentioned two of them, Mary, you mentioned the Gooch, you mentioned Tomas O'Shea, the Darrow O'Shea, you know, the Paul Galvin, uh, the, the, the who's who of uh, <laughs> maybe a uh, many all stars that they not got between them, a many all Ireland medals that they not got between them, you know. So look, it, 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 it was easy for us to pick the guys up that day. Said so was, uh, you know, there was you see that Chelsea City that Tuesday evening. That was probably our best training session in all my time there. It was the Tuesday evening after the throne game, and it was probably down to the fact that it was uh, it was scary. So it was probably if you had to get to like a Longford or a Wicklow or something like that there, you know, the boys would have been feeling sorry for themselves. But the fact that it was scary, they knew that they were they, they knew it, they were in the spotlight once again somewhere. And it was, it was just a super draw so it was. Yeah, and they had to be at the top of their game. Like I suppose that, you know, getting Kerry, you know, gave that, you know, um that kind of uh, you know focus for them it was like right we need to be at the top of our game here it's Kerry you know and that probably was the best thing for you and you just went out and give like I think we used their level with about eight minutes left to go in the game well we were I think uh, well look you're playing Kerry you're playing the team that threw and beat in all Ireland final the year before we were beat by Tyrone by six points in Ulster final so you know there's there's not that big a difference there was yes all We've been playing Division Four football. They've been playing Division One, but the championship brings out the best, and any players that did. And uh, you know, I, we we were only by three points at half time, and to be quite honest, we should have been one by seven or eight because mm. uh, uh, James uh, James Lawry had a great a great goal chance he had, and probably James to this day would, would tell you that he should have tinned it. You know what I mean? He, he probably if he had kept the ball low, it would have been done Six or but uh, six or seven up rather than the three or four we did go on, you know. And uh, half time, Kerry was in big, big bother. But uh, but uh, I seen a thing happen at half time in that game. Yeah, Jim, Jimmy White from Donegal was a referee in that game. He was and he was surrounded by Jack O'Connor and the old Kerry backroom team at half time, and they were giving him a real rollicking uh, to the wear about about not getting frees and not getting chances because they were definitely under the cush. Yeah. Uh, and look, we, we were still in that, we were still in that game. We, you know, albeit Kerry came out in the second half and put us under a bit of pressure and, and the first 10, 15 minutes, but then we settled down and we, we, we played our, bit, our way back into that game. So we did. And um, with the rub of the green, I, there was two or three frees at, at, at crucial stages that we didn't get and they did get. And, mm. and, and big, big bearing on it, sad had, you know, yeah, and like, I mean, you mentioned about Kerry, like, you know, yeah, they went on and they really clicked into gear after that game. You know, they hammered Dublin quarterfinal and they went on and won the All-Ireland after getting knocked out of Munster and I think it was the semi-final they got knocked out there. Um, so it really just shows you the kind of level that Antrim were competing at in that, that summer. Oh, we were, look, we were competing with the big boys that summer, so we were. Uh-huh. But it was, was something that... Uh, well, you asked me earlier on about 
you know, why did they take on the job? I knew that they were the, 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 the players that I had at my disposal that uh, were capable of taking on the big boys. So they were, you know, like I, I watch a lot of county football because at that time the, the two boys, Paddy and Owen, were playing for Derry. And, you know, I'd been a lot of national league football and uh, championship games. And I knew I knew that the, the quality of the player in Anthem was as good and Derry and, and all these other counties. So it was every bit as good. And that, that year, I think we proved it, so we did. Yeah, and I suppose you look back on that now, like, and then if you look, flash forward to, you know, 2020, um, Antrim squad, and you've, you know, Kevin O'Boyle, Paddy Connor, uh, Mick McCann, Tomas McCann making their, their, their returns to the county setup, um, you know, and I, I guess it's having those sort of boys around that squad can only be, like, arguably, I'd say probably against Kevin this year, Mick McCann was probably the best player on the pitch. Oh, well, look, you know, I watched that game on TV here, started, and, uh, by far the best player in the field. Uh, well, on the, on the first half, the two best players in the field was Michael McCann and and Paddy Cunningham. So they were mm, like, yeah, Paddy, yeah. Pa, Paddy just run out of steam, see that, which is which is natural enough. You know, the fella has come through a lot in uh, this last few years. He has, but uh, you know, born leaders. You talked about why I made Paddy Cunningham uh, a captain. That's because I knew, you know, he proved that day against Gavin, and that's eleven years later, Michael McCann. Michael McCann, the same. Just qual- just what qual- uh, quality players they are. As you see, the other two guys, Tomas and, and Kevin O'Boyle, the same thing. You know, th- those guys were all super, super players. They were. And that's just a pity, you know, to I mean, uh, just, most of them will probably end their, their careers without an Ulster medal, you know. And maybe we have a wee bit more belief in 09. And, and, the, and if we had, you know, if we had them playing down in an Ulster final rather than Tyrone, I would nearly mm-hmm. see. I would say, or, you know, anybody other than Tyrone, because mm-hmm. a problem, you know, whenever we had, whenever we, and I think it's still a problem to this day with Antrim teams, there's two teams in Ulster that, that they don't play well against as Tyrone or Derry. For mm-hmm. some known reason, I don't know why it is, whether it's a, an inferiority complex or whatever it is, but there are two teams, those are the two counties that Antrim uh, don't like playing. You know, if it was down, Monaghan, Gavin, Armagh, it doesn't matter. You know, we haven't played any of them teams that lost the final. We've probably beat them, you know. But that's has to be now, and it's, uh, it's water under the bridge. It's all about 2021 now. Um, new management team in there, obviously, Andy McGinley, and his he's got a pretty impressive backroom team there too. Like, what what do you sort of see with the um, the Antrim team going forward? Then, I suppose getting out of Division Four is, is the goal. Look, of course it is. You know, mm. you've got to be realistic, and and probably you know, and an old nine, I got I got that, that squad of players at the right time. You know, and, and I probably got the best out of them for the next uh, two or three years. Uh, moving forward, have we as Anthem got the, the caliber of the player now that they had then? I'm not so sure. So I'm not. Uh, you know, there, there's a lot to talk at the moment about uh, the amount of investment that they've done to Dublin this last number of years. You know, this last ten years, uh, and I think I think it's it's sad too that a, a county which is the second largest city in the in the country, you know, at, you know, at that time in '09, I think there was, there was something like two uh, two coaching two coaches in, in, in Belfast, while in Dublin there was something like forty. You know, mm-hmm. so goes, it goes to show you uh, where uh, where Belfast is and and and. The thoughts of the guys in Crow Park, coaching wise, you know, and I think it's something that really has to be it has to be addressed 
as the amount of money that that would need to be spent and the proper coaching procedures and and and, and Belfast and and Antrim in general. Yeah, no, it's very true, and and I think if you're looking at the kind of now the. I suppose the management and leadership at senior level and it's kind of about setting those kind of standards for the the younger boys coming through and all that too but it's it's not just about you know what you see at the front there it's also about everything that's going on underneath and in behind and the the hours put in and you know getting participation up and all that there too that's just such a key part of it as well. Without a doubt but it starts it starts in the primary schools you know I, I, I watched uh, in a Sunday game last night. I listened to Pat Gilroy said that on talking about what about the amount of coaching that goes on in Dublin. You know what I mean? And the GAA have created this monster in Dublin that's unbeatable. So mm-hmm. they have, there's no reason why the same the, 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 the same sort of funds can't be can't be pushed down to Belfast as well because there's so much hidden talent you know lying there, it's dormant, and uh, there's no work being done whatsoever. Well, it has, it has to start at primary school level, then on up through the uh, secondary schools, grammar schools, and hopefully, hopefully, if they do get that, and um, another 10, 15 years, then there's no reason why Antrim can't be one in Ulster finals, never mind, but uh, as we we did take part in one. Yeah, no, well, very true. Well, look here, Baker, thanks very much for joining me. Um, It's really good reliving the uh, great summer that was 2009, and yeah, thanks very much for taking the time to chat to me. Problem, Connor, anytime. Thank you.